Welcome back to Inside Motorsport. I'm with Michael Henry and Tom Walkinshaw has just moved into the arrows business. We had, you know, my very first day at TWR in the UK, I'd, I'd gone out there in Leefield at the, the head facility and, and uh, they were doing a photo shoot and I remember they took me down to the workshop showing me around the place while this photo shoot was going on. And the photo shoot was XJ220, Aston Martin DB7 and the Silk Cut Jag. And uh, they had them all lined up, noses poking out. To those TWR fans, I'll all remember the shot. And uh, I remember looking at it at the time thinking, am I really here, you know? So DB7 was just coming to an end um, and TWR had played such an integral part with Aston Martin in building that car. So all the engineers at TWR Engineering, and at the time there was TWR Racing, TWR Motorsport, TWR Engineering, HSV here in Australia. It was, it was a massive thing. There was even a, a division called Aztec was started carbon fibre and stuff like that. There was the, the racing in IMSA in America. So they had a place at Valparaiso in um, Chicago. And uh, it was everywhere. It was a big, big company at the time with a lot of fingers in a lot of pies. Um, and you just, you know, it was boys own stories you know you walk into work and the cars that you were looking at every day was just something to behold it was incredible so um yeah so i was involved uh, i did a my primary job there was on the volvo c70 and you know, by twr standards a terrible road, road car project how boring but um but that meant they put me in a plane every second week and sent me to sweden for a bit and you know, I did some cold testing in the Arctic Circle and it wow. just, you just never stopped with TWR so doing something your else. your education is already expanding at oh, an massively. enormous rate. Yeah, on my very first day after the photo shoot, my boss, Neil Heslington, sat me down and said, I need you to put a document together. We've got a meeting on Friday. I want you to come to the meeting with me and we've got to do, uh, it's another Aston job and uh, we've got to talk engine management for this thing. And, oh, yeah, right you know, I was as green as you like. Oh, what have I got to do? I just put a document together, you know, just around all the parts of the engine management so we can have a discussion with the powers of be. And when they turned up for this meeting, there was people from Aston, people from TAG Electronics, who, um, Dr. Pete Van Manen, who's a bit of a guru, racing bloke. And, and I just sat in this meeting thinking, how the, again, how the hell am I here? And, uh, and the thing we were discussing, which is, uh, obviously highly secretive at the time, turned out to be the V12 Vantage. And, you know, to be in a meeting at the beginning of that project, you were like, this is incredible. So TWR was like that all the time. It was just an endless barrage of people tripping all over the place, just building amazing vehicles. And like I say, at the time, they bought Arrows and uh, they moved it to Leafield. Um, and effectively, it had come from Milton Keynes and it was still a footwork thing, basically. Um, so they, they finished the season in that ilk. And then the, the next year was when they had Damon Hill and Pedro Deniz in the car. And, uh, and there was the, the blue and white Danker thing and it was fabulous. It was something else. So I was around it. But you weren't working for the No, no not at that point in time. And I was only there for a year. So I had to come back and finish my degree. So uh, I came back um, and in life in the UK was great. You know, it was the right time in my life. And I ended up living in Oxford. We had no intention of living in Oxford, but we did in the end because it was the only place we get a place to stay. And, and we and you know as Rich and I have spoken about a few times here, you know sometimes you just got to suck it and see. So, you know, we arrived in the UK with nowhere to live, uh, all your bags under your arms, and see what you can work out in the first couple of days, mate. You'll be right. And uh, and in the end, we did, and we made a fist of it. My partner and I at the time we we had a ball for 12 months. So, so I came back to finish my degree. My partner and I had uh, part of company not long after that, and uh, and all the 
people that I work with in the electrical department, so my degree is electrical power and control, so control systems engineering is what I really do, uh, or as an engineer is what I do. Um, and so over there, there's a lot of work for that with vehicle management stuff, particularly in those days because it was pretty yes. new. You know, TAG was about, Morelli was about, and Zytec were about, and yes. they were all new stuff, and uh, and it was really cutting-edge technology. So I happened to find myself at the right, you know, compared to what I felt when I was a mechanic, it was the wrong qualification. I then had the right qualification in the right place. So the guys I'd worked with on the Volvo project, uh, several of them moved across to Arrows Engines and TWR had bought Brian Hart out. And uh, and at the time it was a Yamaha engine in Damon yeah. and Pedro's cars uh, and all built from Hardy's place in Essex. So uh, I rang them up and said, I'm coming back whether you like it or not. And they went, look, oh, it's all too hard, mate, you know. I said, no, I don't really care. I'm coming back, sort it out. And again, to the credit of everybody at TWR, they went to unbelievable lengths to get me a visa. They bent over backwards. They got other companies involved. Zytec wrote a letter for them to say that they couldn't supply staff and there was a shortage of staff, all that sort of... The, the lengths they went to was incredible. And uh, so I ended up going back at the end of 98 uh, and I was there till the end. Um, and, yeah, so we were, uh, yeah, my, my first full season was 99. I'd done some bits and pieces in, in 98. I'd actually done a little bit here, you know, waiting to go, getting on the plane. But, uh, yeah, 99 was the first full season and it was awesome. I mean, you just, you just saw stuff. You, it was a whole other level again. From what I'd experienced on my first trip to TWR, this was up 20 steps, you know, and... So I remember my boss came to me one day and said, oh, we've got this kit here. We're, we're doing in-cylinder pressure measurement. Oh, are we? What's that? You know, and, um, well, we don't know what it is either. So you're the whiz-bang kid. Here it is. Can't have a go. And to anybody in any job, to be handed that sort of level of a toy, if you like, it's not a toy, obviously, but but to us engineers, the you know, spinning the propeller boffin heads, um, go your hardest with this stuff. So what actually was your position? Uh, so I was a, um, I couldn't even tell you what the title was. Um, I think it was systems engineer was what I was called at the time. Um, so it was engine management primarily. Um, and in those days, you know, we had drive-by-wire throttles was new. Um, nobody else had them, only Formula 1. We had movable trumpets. Um, so we had to deal with that. The hydraulic systems on the engine, the combustion process, the way... You know, we, we had an, a Zytec system on the car. And, and a, this is the... This is uh, on the arrows. Yeah, on the arrows. Oh, the, actually, I like the '99 car. We had Tag 2000 on it, so we ran Tag Electronics. But yep. on the engine program, we were working with a Zytec controller as well, so we had full carte blanche to make whatever we wanted. And when you say full season, you're now doing the full F1. Yeah, my, my role was primarily factory based, and then you would go to the races or the the test whenever you needed to. So okay. my stuff was systems. So. You know, we'd, they'd had an issue at the British Grand Prix in 98 uh, on the drive-by-wire system that had given old Mikasalo a hard day and eventually stuck him into the wall. It was sort of picking up bits of throttle coming out the corner when he wasn't on the pedal and eventually in the rain it sent him a bit sideways into the fence. Nothing too drastic, thankfully. Um, but so I'd, I'd been looking at that here. So the first job was find out what's going on and fix it. And um, it was one of my favourite stories because we, we found it and... Um, the, the, the intricacies are pretty boring, but we found it. But we, we'd had an issue that TAG Electronics came from McLaren and then um, they put a person on with 
I think um, Jordan had one, we had one, Prost had one, and then McLaren had like 10 blokes from TAG working with their system. So our TAG bloke was a McLaren guy, but he had to work with us. So he was under strict instructions to feed everything back to the parent company. So we weren't happy about this and we had decided that we might work with him and uh, he was a good guy. And so we had to make this change to fix, this, fix the system. And, and we deliberately made sure that we, we bought the pizzas in Monday night. All the teams flew out to Australia on the Monday. And then we started work at about 10 o'clock Monday night after they'd all flown out. So that when we made the changes, and we all knew what the changes were, and we put them into the software by Tuesday morning, and then we emailed that out to Australia for the boys to use here uh, for the race. And the change that we'd made specifically was pretty straightforward, but, but there was an issue when you got in the car that when the power went on, it started measuring the, the error in the throttle. And so we'd seen this, so we told it not to switch on until the engine was running, but we negated to tell our mates at McLaren. So if anybody remembers back to the 99 race, old Salo, and, uh, old um, Mika Hakkinen and, and um, David Coulthard had a few issues with, um, is, uh, with their throttle system when they get in the car because they copied some of the fix, but not all of the fix. And old uh, Hakkinen pulled the gantry down onto Ron Dennis's head and. That race we got one point, that's all we got for the season, so that covered the tally money, but I always look back pretty fondly on that one as a, a good day. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.